Welcome to the Bitchin' Siblings Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is Bitchin' Siblings. Uh, I'm Amy. And I'm Jenny. And guys, and I think this is going to be the last time you guys hear from us this year. Um, let me, let me, let me look at the calendar. I, I'm so, just going to tell you that the next two yeah, weeks, yeah, I'm insanely busy. <laughs> well, this, this one will air on the 27th. So right after Christmas. Yeah. And then after that, the next airing would be in the new year season yeah. two, baby. And I'm going to tell you, there's probably going to be a good couple weeks there where maybe we don't have an episode because starting tomorrow is like my shit show of the next two weeks for the holidays at work so I how dare you not carve out time for me I know well I mean I'll carve out time for you but I don't know that I have time to carve out for you and the podcast well so I I I will share my time with the podcast if we need to Mm -hmm. (laughs) just kidding um well no because Christmas Eve falls on Sunday and then New Year's Eve falls on Sunday and like well yes they're exactly a week apart I know but then like uh, it's just a busy time for me. So if we do find a day to record, it's more than likely not going to be Sunday. That's kind of what I'm getting at. If there's a day in the next couple of like two weeks that you and I both have available that does not fall on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, then maybe we can make that work. Maybe. So, but other than that, yeah, guys, this is the last time you're hearing from us. So how was your week? Oh, it was busy. That good, huh? I had to think about it. It was busy. I worked two days this week. We I worked 16-hour days. I worked back-to-back um, between bartending and my other job. And then um, I took a full day of vacation on Friday. So I only have one day left for the rest of the year. I'm really trying to hold out because I never know when I'm going to get sick. Um, clearly, you can hear. Um so I took a full day of vacation, but my t- husband took a half day, and we went to Omaha because his aunt and uncle, who live up in Seattle, came down for, like, a random, like, they flew down Wednesday night, and we're here for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then they flew back today just to try to get in and see everybody. Um, so we drove to Omaha to see his other aunt and uncle that do live there, and then see his other aunt and uncle who flew in, and then their kids are... um. Well, one just graduated, I think, last yeah, last May. The other one graduates this May. Um, and so they came down. So we, like, kidnapped them and took them over across the border to Iowa and took them to the casino and, you know, tried to do something fun. Just the old, you know, like, it was so funny because we had a prime rib dinner at one of his uncle's house. And, like, we got... Like, they were like, there's not enough room at the table for everybody. So generation this is here, generation is there. And we got to be at the kids' table. And the kids' table, they're like <laughs> mid-20s, you know. And me and my husband are the oldest sitting at 40. But we weren't considered one of the adults, so it was great. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. We were so excited to sit with, like, the 21 and 22 and 26-year-old. Like, hey, we get That's to sit so at the kids' table. <laughs> so, you know. How about you? Oh, and by the way, yes, I know it's midday, but Amy knows why I, I need this. Absolutely. Drinks are required. Mm. <laughs> After the day um, I've had, yeah. So this week, the cats were cleared to come inside. Yay. I know. I see a kitty. 
Oh, this one's a Winnie. She was always allowed in. Um, but okay, can hold up for just one second. You say that name so fast that it sounds like Little Winnie. Like this one's Winnie. Instead of O N E, it sounds like this one's Little Winnie. Like that's I. Uh, yeah. Tangent. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Like actually, I've heard that a lot, and people are like, "Oh, her name is Winnie," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, it's O N E." The letters. Yeah, but you say it so fast that if somebody didn't know that, it sounds like Winnie. Yeah. 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 Or O Winnie. Um, O Winnie. O N E. O Winnie, where are you? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like Hocus Pocus, which is like the perfect amount of like sly in there, which (laughs) is perfect for me. Yeah. Because I love that movie. Um, Okay, so anyways, cats are allowed back in. Yeah, so she was always allowed in. So she had like a whole week with just us (laughs) like she had her own toilet she had her own food like she didn't have to share with anybody she was this girl yeah this girl is a little bitch now though (laughs) like the boys are inside and she will like chase gizmo and like hiss at him and i'm like don't be a little bitch just because you're mad that you now have to share your time with us again yeah and then um, we think the boys have colds. Yeah. Good from Lord. being like out in the laundry room, like the cold air. Because it's not, I mean, it's not cold, cold, but it's not like, it's not as warm as the rest of the house. So uh, Splinter's been sneezing. And then when he sneezes, he also then gets reverse sneezes. Oh, I hate that noise. Yeah. In a cat, it's very weird. I'm sure. And Bill keeps thinking, he's like, he's sneezing. He's got like 10 sneezes in a row. And I'm like, that's, you can tell the difference between a sneeze and a reverse sneeze. Oh, yeah. It's it's not super obvious if you're not paying attention, at least in a cat. Oh. But it's, it's. We had a beagle that reverse sneezed all the time. And I swear to God, it sounded like she was dying. Yeah. Turtle does it too. Yeah. And then when they start doing it and then they start freaking themselves out, it makes it worse. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you have to calm them down and, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was telling Bill that, you know, anytime he does it and you're holding him, just touch his throat and kind of, like, stroke his throat and yeah. it'll be fine. And it stops <laughs> almost immediately. So, uh, yeah. So that's oh. that's been my week. Um, I am in the playoffs for my work, uh, Fantasy Football League. Um, last week was the first week of the playoffs, but I had a bye because... I had that good of a record. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I went into this week thinking, fuck, I'm going to lose. I am going to lose hardcore. It was projected that I was going to, like, I only had a 25% chance to win. Now I'm at, like, 60% chance to win. Even with one of my guys getting hurt. So I have not done fantasy football, I think, the last two years because it makes it really hard to enjoy the game. Because <laughs> I'm mad if. My team that I like, so I like, obviously I'm a huge Seahawks fan, but like if I have anybody that's on my bench or, you know, that's on my roster or whatever, it's hard to be excited if uh, there's a touchdown pass, if it's not the player that I need. So it makes it difficult to enjoy it. So I haven't done it, but my husband is in, I think he's in two leagues. One of them he was in by accident and by accident, I mean, He's been in that league for like the last five or six years, but this year he didn't want to be in it because he just didn't really have the time um, mm-hmm. or the effort. And like he forgot he did, to say something? 
Well, no, the person who um, is the commissioner of it forgot to, like, bring it to everybody's attention that they had to do a draft, like, until, like, the last minute. And Mm -hmm. so when Roger was like, yeah, I can't do it, it, he didn't have time to take Roger out of the lineup for the draft. And find a new person. And find a new person. So it auto-drafted for him, and he's number one in that division. (laughs) Okay, you – okay, I got to point this out. That apparently seems to be like the key strategy because the person that's number one in my work league, her and her husband forgot like they were dealing with their kids and 90% of their roster was auto-drafted. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, so then the guy that is the commissioner like reached out to him and was like, dude, I'm really sorry. I know I didn't get – I'm like, here's the thing. My husband doesn't even have the ESPN app on his phone, so, like, he can't even edit. Like, he can't even move his roster. So he hasn't done anything all season, right? There's been plenty of games where he has people out and he's still number one. So the commissioner guy, like, called him and was like, I know that, like, you're not really playing, but can I still get you to pitch in that 20 bucks? Because it sounds like you're going to (laughs) win. And I was like, why should he have to pitch in the 20 bucks? Why can't he just keep it for himself? (laughs) Well, yeah. Because he's going to win it He's going to win. Yeah. yeah, if he's going to win, you might as well, you know, just... It's still early enough in the playoffs that he could potentially still come in, like, second. And so that but would still, be he, I mean, I would, assume, I would assume that his second place I think it's all person or nothing. gets his buy-in. I think in his, it's all or nothing. Like, you come in oh, first okay. or you come in last. Like, there's no... Got it. First, second, third. I, I think... I mean, that's fair. I don't know for sure. But I think that the way that they have it set up in this particular league is... Because I played in that league one year with our kids, and I came in on top. And it didn't matter that everybody else was close. Like, I came in number one. Like in So I had two leagues this year. I had my work league, and then I had the other league that I was in with Bill and his buddies. And Bill and I were both in the playoffs last week. We both fucking lost – because of injuries. Because I had Tyree Kill, and then Tyree Kill went out at the end of the game and only got me, I think, 10 points or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? And then Bill had Herbert, and Herbert only scored three points before he went out. And then he had um, Nico Collins, who only scored like three points before he went out. <laughs> it was a rough so, week. Yeah. And then also last week, I only ended up losing by 11 points total. My kicker, first of all, I had to I I had a fill-in kicker because my regular kicker was on a bye. Um and the fill-in kicker that I had went negative. Oh yeah. And this week he got 11 points, which is exactly how much I would have needed to win. Um and then the person I was playing against last week had the Dallas Cowboys kicker and they got 23 fucking points <laughs> for their kicker. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. Are you kidding me? Here's the one thing that I don't like about the fantasy draft on your bench. So like I understand that obviously we have multiple quarterbacks, we have multiple you know, usually at least one or two tight ends, obviously running backs, run, you know, um, wide receivers. We have backups. But you can only – well, not you can, but it is suggested that you only draft one kicker and one defense. Well, that really sucks because when you're on a bye, it's hard to you pick up – You stream them. 
Right, but it's hard you it's hard to put them on your bench without dropping somebody, which means you could potentially drop somebody that's good but maybe isn't doing the best that week because you need room for another so I feel like there should be allowed like one more not injured reserve, but like one more reserve like and it can only be a kicker or a defense so that that way you can move shit around on your bye week. Because it always seems that. like on my bye week for my kicker or for my defense, those are the weeks that I would always lose because you have to pick up some random person for one goddamn day, you know, and usually it's hard to pick up somebody that's decent, you know. So I don't know. I just feel like because we get extra wide receivers and running backs, we should be able to at least pick up one extra spot on your bench that you can keep. You know, and then hopefully your defense goes on a bye before your kicker, and then you can move people in and out, similar to your injured reserve or, you know, whatever I, else. I hate when you have somebody on your IR spot, and then they come off IR, and then you go to pick up somebody, and you had an open spot on your bench, but because they went to the bench spot, you're like, fuck, now I have to drop somebody. Yeah. When I was hoping to just pick somebody up because I yep. had an open spot. Yeah. Or if yeah. they don't, like, you have to have your roster set 15 minutes before the games on Thursday. Mm. For the Thursday game, at least. But by, I don't even know how it works now because last year, I think, was the first year that they started, like, the multiple Saturday games. And, mm -hmm. like, some of these people don't know until 10 minutes before the game if they're going to be playing. So, like, if somebody's questionable, you don't want to pull them out because they might still play. But you almost don't want to leave them there because what if they you know, suit up, but then don't ever make it out onto the field. Like, that's just like, and I understand that obviously fantasy football is just a game. Clearly, these people aren't making money off of fantasy football, so they don't give a shit, you know, what we're saying. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's still kind of frustrating. Like, I'm so, sure the NFL makes some sort of kickback because they have partnerships with ESPN and the NFL Network to have different, like, leagues and stuff. So I'm sure there's some sort of, like, kickback. To the okay. teams or the or the 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 league, you know. So I can say this because by the time this airs, it won't matter anymore. I am playing against somebody who the the person I'm playing this week has Jalen Hurts as his QB, yeah. and he is questionable for an illness. Yeah, and I am banking on either him playing and not playing well because he's just under the weather, or not playing or. At all last minute being pulled and even if the guy that i go like play against picks like tries to pick up somebody he can't pick up the backup philly qb because i picked him up and put him on my bench just so that he wouldn't have an option you're a bitch i know oh my god <laughs> you're ruthless jesus christ well you gotta do what you gotta do man especially when like i went into this week only having a 25 percent chance well, of that winning. I guess I could understand, but sixty percent sounds like a big. Obviously, it's a bigger percentage than twenty five, but sixty percent it could still go either way. Oh, I, I mean, know. It's still I know. Way That's too why early. I've got to. I've got to cover my ass. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so is this yeah. our topic this week? We're twenty minutes. Talking I, about, I don't. Know, I don't even actually. know what our topic is. I don't think we had one picked out because it's so the holiday I think, season and we're busy as shit. I think maybe we could do like a little yearly recap of like what are our ups and downs, what are our favorites, what are our knots, what are our positives, what are our takeaways. Let's do that. Like let's, of the podcast or yeah, of our lives? I think a little bit of both. Let's let's focus on the podcast and then maybe we can end it with 
our takeaways and like our our uh, pits and our peaks of our year. So let's let's okay. do pits okay. and peaks of the of the podcast, and then and then we'll do that for our lives at the end. Okay. So do you want to start or should I? It sounds like you've got thoughts. So why don't you start? Okay. So my first thought is a couple peaks. Um, one, obviously starting the podcast this year. Um, and anytime Chris guested in with both of us, not just while you were on vacation and it was him and I, but when it was all three of us, that was always fun. So. Agreed. What's a, what's a pit? Like what's the, there's your peaks and then there's your pit. What's your, what's your so, pit? So, um, when we started the this or that and the minisodes, uh, I liked it. And then it just got to be, it got to be almost too hard to find unique stuff. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> I agree. How about you? So I think like my peak is at the very beginning when we were like gung ho and then life happens. <laughs> And it's really hard to maintain that, like, motivation. Not that I don't enjoy it, but it's hard to maintain it when you just have a bajillion other things going on. So, like, I really enjoyed the first couple of months where, like, the the drive and the motivation and the happiness and, like, oh, let's do this and, oh, let's do that. And we just had ideas left and right. And then it just kind of seemed to, like, almost plateau. <laughs> um, So that's my peak, but that's also my pit is... I think that's one of the reasons why I think you guys are going to hear a little bit less of us here for the next couple of weeks. Um, I really want to sit down and have some brainstorm meetings as opposed to podcasts the next couple of weeks and just kind of go, how do we revamp this? How do we make this more? Um, how do we bring the fun back into it again? Like for us, maybe the viewers are having fun. I don't or listeners. Um, but for us, you know, like how do we bring that fun back in and how do we keep it exciting? Um, and how to re reformat because you're right that this or that was fun, but it did get difficult um, to find something that we hadn't already discussed, you know? Yeah. So that that's for me. What are your thoughts on that, though? I love the idea of revamping. Um, like when Chris suggested some new like theme music, I was like, love it. Um, I have no ideas, but I love it. <laughs> I love the idea. Um, but I, going forward, would like to see more of those controversial topics, like, even if they're, they're the fun controversial, like we started, like, like the, when, when is it okay to start decorating for Christmas? You know, just the stuff that you're like, here's one, does pineapple go on pizza? <laughs> and that and and that one Jenny really can't have an opinion on um because she can't have pineapple. So yeah, but it's those kind of fun like yeah. debates. I'd like to I I'd like to format it more of a debate. I would forward. like to do a little bit not necessarily controversial but some more deeper topics 
And I would like to see more guest appearances, not just by Chris, but just by other people. I think it would be interesting when we delve into some of these deeper topics that we're not just talking opinions between us, that maybe we're bringing in somebody who has a little bit more insight on that topic, maybe. Um, And kind of, I don't want to say educational, because like, I'm not trying to like fall asleep, but make it a little bit more um, educational in the sense that there's, there's, you know, facts to back up you know, the topic that we're discussing, whether that be Kurt Cobain or pineapple and pizza or, you know, astrology, you know, I think that we need, I think that you and I definitely for the next couple of weeks need to like sit down and like really do some research on who we could reach out to and who we want to bring on and what topics. And, and I think that because I love talking to you. You know that. Like, we could talk all day, left and right. Clearly, listen to us. We've yeah. done this for a whole year. Um, but I'm trying to think of other things that other people want to hear, too. Not just us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. towards the end, we started to get into a little bit more some of the fun ones. But I don't know if at that point we had maybe already lost some listeners or if people just were kind of like, eh, I don't know. So um, I, I really want to sit down and just kind of like restructure revamp rethink the the like the the way we do this sort of thing just to make it more fun for everyone i love that i love that idea yeah so yeah we'll have to because i honestly as of right now i have nobody in mind for um guests other than one guest that has or one person that has mentioned wanting to be on here um but other than that and who's that? Our wonderful nephew. Oh, I would love to get him on here. I would love to do one with each of the boys separately. That would be fun. Separately. Yeah. And just kind yeah. of, and maybe let them pick the topic. Okay. And then I like that, that way they can kind of, I don't want to say run the show, but they can be like the star. Well, um, yeah. But tell us what it is beforehand so we can do a little bit of our own research that we know well and also like think of questions to ask them yeah to get to get more information so yeah that would be fun for sure uh i think that's great i think it's a great idea so peaks and pits in your personal life or in your professional life what's 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 going on with you amy what's your peak for the year i don't know (laughs) i don't i don't know that i have one like or what are some peaks? Pick a couple. I don't, what are some positives? What are some successes that you've accomplished? Uh, getting Splinter, even though he has done nothing but cause havoc in the house. <laughs> um, I'm I'm always fun open for welcoming new pets, so that's that's always a peak for me, I guess. Um, personally on a personal level not not necessarily a peak but something that i have either i don't i don't i don't know how to say this but like i've embraced being me again um instead of trying to make other people happy instead of worrying about what other people think about me um i feel like i've done a great job at that this year and and embracing that how about you? 
Um, peak, I think, would probably... Uh, we've... My husband and I have gotten to a place where our children are obviously much older and I surprise surprise to no one is uh very much rigid who what where when why I need to ask all these questions I need to know all the details I need to plan ahead I cannot um really do things spontaneously it's difficult for me to do that it is really hard to let go and not get stressed and I've gotten really good at acknowledging now and and the reason for that was because I was a single mom and and you only have so much time with your kids and I don't have a tribe here I'm not back home Mm -hmm. where I'm around all my family where if I weren't with my kids I knew that they were with positive good people you know it would mean leaving them alone and that was just not something I was willing to do and so as they've gotten older and they're more self-sufficient and I hardly ever see them I've I've been able to kind of let go of that need to control Mm-hmm. And just kind of go with things. So the spontaneous trip to Chicago was fun. Um, obviously, the trip to Seattle wasn't necessarily like spontaneous because it was a wedding, but um, and obviously was, planned. What? And well, obviously planned. planned. Yes, but like honestly, to tell you the truth, the only thing that was planned was the wedding. Everything else that we did while we were there was purely just whatever the fuck we felt like doing in the moment nothing was planned. Yeah. that is the first time i've ever planned a trip to seattle or gone to home to seattle and not had like i want to go here i want to go there i want to do this i want to do that like i didn't really care as long as we got to have fun and we got to go and see a couple of things like it wasn't like we have to go this day we have to do that we have to do that like um because the time was so short and because the wedding was like right smack dab in the middle um it made it a little bit easier to just kind of go, okay, we have two hours. Like, let's go do this. Or instead of, I have two hours, I only have this much time to do this and this and this. And I just, I was just kind of like a free-for-all, like, let let it happen. Um, mm-hmm. Did we go to Vegas this year? Did my husband go to Vegas? I forget. Oh, we went to Vegas in like October or November last year. Again, last minute. Um, just for fun. Why not? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so just like, being more spontaneous and letting go of that need to have to like have everything planned all the time. Okay. So like, that's my peak. Cause that's like a growth thing for yeah. me. Like it's a well, very that's big. A, and that's, that's, I think that's the, the correct term that I was trying to get at as well is that's, that's my personal growth for the year. But it's such a peak so. because it affects not just like your own mental health, but everybody else around you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's a positive to be able to like work through those those um crutches that we have and I mean don't get me wrong I still am very much I would prefer to have things planned. I would prefer to know the who what where when and why. I just don't need to know it as much and if plans do change on the drop of a hat it is not as catastrophic to me as it used to be. Yeah. So, yeah. Like the come down and like the disappointment or the frustration isn't nearly as as um bad as it used to be so yeah yeah that's my peak well nice what about your pit what is your pit for the year amy um the pit for the year was losing reef oh for sure yeah they're hands down hands down although in the last month or so 
maybe maybe a little longer. Um, Gizmo has done and acted a lot like Refuse too. Mm. Um, so I keep calling him RJ. Ricky Reef Jr. Jr. <laughs> yeah. It is difficult. He's, like, he he's, looks similar. He acts similar. He just, his attitude's similar. Because wasn't he, what, 20 years old? Uh, 17. 17. So that's a long time to have yeah. any animal, you know? Yeah. And he's been with you before uh, Bill and with Bill and, you know, your, all your I moves. I got him and... when Chris and I were still roommates. Yeah. So I'm saying he's been there for everything. He's just been along for the ride and he was yeah. just so chill. Like he's so he he was he was my um adult buddy. He was your ride like, or die. Yeah. So. And and he gave his stamp of approval to Gizmo before he passed. So <laughs> Well, maybe that's why Gizmo's taking it so seriously is cuz he knows I, that maybe. he got that okay from Reef cuz Reef was kind of picky about who he was around. He wasn't no, he mean, didn't. but he just wasn't like he was very indifferent. Yeah. Oh, that's the right word. Unless he liked you. Exactly. Because he didn't dislike exactly. you, but like if he didn't love you, he just could care less if you were there or not. Like, exactly. Exactly. So for him to like and you is. Yeah. Yep. Well, what about your pit? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, you know what? No, I do know what my pit is. Um, I love my Aunt Debbie. Um, she obviously will never replace my mother, ever. But as damn close as you can possibly get, because obviously one, right. they're sisters, and two, they grew up together, and blah, blah, blah. And she's been around just as long as, as my mom was now, longer. Um, mm -hmm. And losing my mom was the hardest thing I've ever done, ever. Divorce, mm -hmm. I would have done it 10 times over before I would lose my mom again. Like, that's just, mm -hmm. and divorce was hard. Um, no, I get that. Uh, but going up to Seattle, and, and anybody who doesn't know my aunt, my aunt is the head-banging, Metallica-loving, Rush-loving, concert-going. Like, she is a badass, fun bitch. Like, fun Aunt Debbie vibes all around. And, like, she still does that. Like, she's my tequila-drinking buddy. Like, my, she would flash her boobs. Like, she's just, like, the funnest person ever. Um, and going up to Seattle <laughs> and realizing that she, too, is getting old. And that I'm not going to have her Mortality forever either. Hitting. And it's difficult to see the people you love get old. Yeah. And not just old, but just old and, and struggle with certain health issues. That was really hard. And essentially, when you see them fall apart, not fall apart, but like slowly start to break no, down because that's what our bodies yeah. do. Exactly. Exactly. It's really hard. Yeah. And after losing my mom, I guess I just never, it was just never in my head to think that someday I would lose her too. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, being 1,600 miles away, I knew about all of our health problems, but until you see it and in, in person and deal with it and have to acknowledge. And see how it affects their day-to-day -day life. And she's, I mean, she obviously is always going to be fun Aunt Debbie vibes until the day she dies. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't 
slow her down a little and keeps her from doing all the things that, you know, we used to do. And um, that was hard for me. That's a pit is now having to realize that my second mom, you know, is, I mean, she's only in her, let's see, I'm 41. She was born in what? She'd be like, I think she's 50. Um, No. She's like 55. I was say, she's got to be older than that. She's like 55. She's got to be close to, I think she was born in 66. So she's like 57, 56, 57. So she's still That's young, right. you know, yeah. but um, she is diabetic. She has health issues. She had that huge infection. It, it presents itself much like a stroke where she, you know, a lot of the left side of her body or the right side. I'm not one. I think it's the right side that's difficult for her to use. So that was a pit for me was is realizing that um that person that I put so much weight in getting through the death of my mom. Now I have to do the same thing with her someday and I don't have somebody to fall back on like I did. Yeah. When my mom passed. And so that yeah. is that's been really hard for me is I'm not there. I wasn't there when, I mean, I was there when my mom died, but I'm not there now. And uh, I just don't think you realize that sometimes the people you love get old and yeah. and it's hard to think of, and you know, Aunt Debbie, it is hard to think of her as anything other than badass bitch who was always up for a good time. Like, right. It is hard to imagine that there are things that prevent her from being able to be that. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It's that that was the hardest part for me was. Having not having to facing mortality, I, facing mortality. But while we were there, I started taking care of her the way that I did with my mom, where I was like, you sit down. I'm going to go get this. And like, don't get me wrong. I would wait on her hand and foot until the day she died. I am not upset about that at all. But like, I've never had to do that. Mm -hmm. I've never had to take care of her. She's always taken care of herself. And I didn't have to take care of her. She can do it herself. She's stubborn and she'll fucking hurt herself before she'll ask for help. Um, but, and my mom was that same way too. But you've got to be that person that says, you know, you go sit down. I'll go get that. Shut your mouth. Don't, you know, be quiet. Like, I'll get it. Like, yeah, you, you got to be the, the more stubborn one. Stubborn one. Yeah. And uh, having to do that with her was hard. So that was my pit was I, I went home, but it's just, it's not the same, obviously, without mom being mm -hmm. there. And then certainly not the same that Debbie's not able to be that 100% Aunt Debbie anymore. I mean, yeah. I'll take whatever percentage of her I can get. Like, I'm not complaining. No, no. But you're right. Facing mortality and realizing that not only is she getting older. And then let me tell you what my fucking son did the other day because I about, I just wanted to crawl in a hole and die. Um, oh, God. So my oldest son came home the other day from work. He gets off at nine. I'm in bed. I try to stay up until he gets home. I'm usually half asleep, but I'll like still say, you know, hi, how was work? Love you. Bye. Blah, blah, blah. Because I go to work at eight. He goes to work at noon. That is the only really interaction we get except for on his days off. <clears throat> and he was just kind of standing there petting Coda. She was on the bed just sitting there and he was just kind of standing there. And I was like, that's really strange. Usually he'll just come in and say hi and I'll tell him dinner's on the stove or whatever. And, and that's it. He'll walk out. He'll take Coda. He'll shut the door. He was just kind of standing there. And I was like, what's up? 
And he's like, nothing. And I was like, no, what's wrong? Like, I could tell something was bothering him. And he's like, I've just mm-hmm. been thinking about life lately. And I was like, okay, what about? Like, you know, what are you thinking? And he goes, that I'm 20 and I still live with my parents. And I was like, okay, what about it? And he goes, I'm just, I'm just like scared to not be around the people I love. Cause he's like, you're getting older. He's like, I know you're in your forties and you're still young, but he's like, you're getting older and we only have so much time to live. And I think part of this is because my mom died at 55 or 53, 53. Yeah. I was going to say, I could have sworn she was the same age aunt Sunday was. Yeah. 53. Uh, Cause it was eight years ago and I was 30. Yeah. She's 20 years younger than me, older than me. I was 30. Yeah. 33, 30, 20, 2015. So yeah, I was, 33. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, and he was a teenager. He was in sixth or seventh grade when she passed away. Um, and so I think that that's part of it, but he was like, Mm -hmm. I just like being in the same house with you, even if I don't do things with you. So uh, that's why I suggested the other day that we should watch Loki together. Cause I want to spend more time with you. Jesus Christ kids. What did, what did he want to watch with you? Loki on disney plus he's already seen it but he's like i think he would like it so we should watch it together and i was like stab me through the heart because now here's my child telling me that like he's thinking about mortality well and that his mom is getting older and that you know he wants to spend that time with me because we only have so much time and we never know you know and so i was like jesus christ kid like I, <laughs> I was like, I'm already struggling having to deal with the people in my life's mortality. I don't need to be worried about you struggling with my mortality. Like, that's just. Yeah. But he's very black and white. Yeah. There's really no in between. So for him to say that was very uh, eye opening is that I need to learn how to, like, split my time with the people in my life who are you know, getting towards the end of their life and the people in my life who are younger, who I'm getting towards the end of my life for them. That's, that's rough, man. Right. Right. And when you have a kid that puts it to you in that way, and like I said, he's very black and white. There was no painting or beating around the bush. It's not that I'm old. I'm 41, but you know, 41, the average lifestyle or life age is what, 70 something. And like, that sounds like a long time, but that means I'm already over halfway there. Mm -hmm. you know so yeah (laughs) lovely I know and it doesn't help that this is what I sound like and I feel like I'm always sick lately you know yeah so well then let's let's turn it around and make it positive again yeah what are you looking forward to or what goals do you have for yourself for next year well um We have a year and a half until my youngest graduates high school and goes off to college. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him take that step into his into his life and embracing it. Um, And I know this sounds like so self-serving, but like I'm just really excited to see what they do because. I've put so much time and effort of my life into them that I'm excited to see how good of a job I did 
I, in 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 I who don't they feel are like as that's humans. At all. You know what I mean? Like, but like who they are as humans and what they bring to the world and what they what they project. Like, I'm just really excited to see that. But I'm also really excited to be able to look back and go, okay, I did good. You know, because every parent and Amy, I mean, I'm sure on some level with being a a, a dog parent and a cat parent. Like, you just want them to be happy and healthy, but at the same time, you kind of want to step back and go, like, you're always worried. Am I doing the right thing? Am I spending enough time with them? Am I spending too much time with them? Am I strict enough? Am I this? So I'm looking forward to that next stage of my life where I can step back and just observe. Yeah, no, I I, I don't understand that from a parent perspective, but I understand that from an aunt perspective. Um obviously I don't have as much of a, an impact as their parents do like you on your kids. Um, but I still, one, I also want all of the kids in my life to know that no matter what they do, no matter what's going on in their life, they can always come to me. They can always talk to me. They can always reach out. I'm not going to judge them. So I'm just really excited for the next season where I really can just kind of step back and observe and really only put my two cents in when it's asked for Mm -hmm. um, because they are adults and can make their own decisions and that when they come Mm -hmm. to me, you're right, that they feel safe and comfortable coming to me with those things. But I'm just really excited to not have to – like parenting never ends, obviously, but it's more of an observatory role Yeah. now and – I'm not going to lie, being a parent is so goddamn hard and doing it alone is even harder. Not that I haven't had partners, but, um, you know, it's, I'm just, I'm just really excited to kind of embark on that next journey of my life and being more of a grandparent type role as getting to do the fun things and, and then standing back and, and observing them navigate through the good times and the bad times and, and how they like I'm just really excited to see what they do with those opportunities and yeah. and where they go no matter what it yeah. is that's yeah, I'm absolutely. just really I mean I'm a year out like this time next year we're going to be preparing you know it's the yeah. it's the downhill slope and um so for the next year I'm just really excited to to get myself mentally prepared for that downhill slope of of learning to back off and and uh, really just kind of letting them fly Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. What about you? This is going to sound really weird because um, I guess most women especially um, don't embrace 40. But I am looking forward to turning 40 next summer. And um, not just because we want to have a big party, but because I'm excited for that next phase of my life not like like you are with your kids you're excited for the next phase of their life and see how they work obviously i don't have kids so i'm i'm excited to see where the next phase of life takes me yeah 40s 40s great i was i was afraid to turn 40 just because um obviously i had not accomplished nearly as much as i wanted because i did have kids much younger and I did kind of shoot myself in the foot by having children earlier and not having an education to fall back on and all those things. And so obviously I created a little bit more stress in my life than 
had I gone the traditional route. Um, but, but now that I'm 40, it's like it's it's not that bad. But even then, I didn't have ki- kids young. Right. Um, and right. my life was still a struggle, too. So it's not to say that having kids. Well, yeah, for sure. But, you know. I mean, you always wonder, what if I hadn't had kids? Would I be more accomplished than I am now? Not that I'm not accomplished, but. See, and that's, all that's the, the funny goal- thing. I think I go look back and think had it actually worked out for us and we had kids, what would our lives be like now? Well, yeah, obviously you guys don't have kids. So you look at it from a different perspective, whereas I look at your life from a different perspective and gone, you know, if I hadn't had kids and I hadn't gotten married at 20, would, where would I be now? And would I be better off or not? Not that I'm not happy with my life. Not that I am not perfectly content with my my life but curiosity and... takes you down that that absolutely what if route absolutely and when and, 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 and not to say that any of it's a regret by any no, means no but i way. think that when you hit 40 you are existentially halfway through your life so it's only normal to take a step back and reflect and go is this where i wanted to be at 40 what else do i want to do with my life i only have so many years left before our health and our bodies do start to break down and it, I think that it's it's an, a subconscious thing because, like I said, like bio, biologically, we are halfway through our lives. And it makes you kind of take a step back and reevaluate where you are in your life. And, and if you can take a step back and just be very happy or if that just means you need to reorganize your life to still accomplish these things before you do get too old. I don't think people are afraid to turn 40. I think it just, it's natural for us to just go, oh shit, I'm yeah. halfway there. Well, what else do I want to do? Your life and saying, oh, like you said, what have I accomplished? What, what did I want to accomplish? Am I where I want to be? Um, My goals have probably by- changed since I was 30. Did I, Absolutely. you know, like, um, you know, I think it's a subconscious existential crisis that we have at 40. Midlife crisis. I get it. And I don't think it's intentional. I think it is all in our heads. And The difference between us, though, and the previous generation is they had money to do stuff with our um, midlife crisis. We just get to have mental breakdowns. That's what we can afford. And we can't even afford that. Let's be real. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say my husband and I, when we were driving to Omaha, we've never really, like, we talked about finances, obviously, before we got married, and and we are very lucky that we bought our house six months prior to COVID, so we got in good with a 3% interest rate, so um, we're living here for forever. Not really, actually, but, um, you know, we did get lucky in that sense, which has given us this kind of this upper hand, mm-hmm. but only in the long run, and so we were talking the other day about, like, What's that number for you to retire? Like how much money? There's got to be a number that you're going for where you can finally go, okay, I can either slow down or I can retire or, okay, once I hit this number, then I want to do this, this, and this or whatever. And and we had never really had that discussion. Mm. Her discussion was always, you know, finances and how much we were willing to spend on our kids and and what was important to spend money on and and all that kind of stuff. And now that we're kind of getting towards the downward spiral towards retirement, 
what's that number where we retire? And when we started talking about assets and all this stuff, when we were, we actually like physically started talking about it. When we started writing shit down and putting it on paper, forgetting the late start that we did, because I did not start saving in for my 401k and everything until I was almost 34. Um, and mm-hmm. he didn't start until about two or three years ago. Um, we're better off than I thought we would be. We are certainly nowhere near where we need to be to be able to retire. Well, yeah. But given such the late start, we've done, we've gotten lucky, like I said, with the house and with everything that, that we may not have to work until we're 80. We might only have to work till we're 70 instead of 64 or 65 or whatever disability or not disability, but social security is when we do retire, if it ever exists. But exactly. Um, once we started talking about it and kind of going, okay, well this and that and this and that, we're like, we're actually not as bad as we should be, given how late we started. Yeah. And I will say the only thing that saved us, well, there's two things. One is the house. We got very lucky that we bought it when we did. And that with the way that the housing market is now, the value of our house is just almost doubled. So we got lucky there. But I got Lucky, and by lucky, I mean is that there was an insurance policy that we never knew my mom had that was able to give oh. me a nest egg to start putting money into a 401k and using that as like – and I obviously still put money away towards it now, but because I had that little nest egg to fall back on, I could contribute more to my 401k, mm-hmm. and it didn't hurt as much because if something were to happen, I could always borrow, you know – so we've had some life things that have happened that have made it a little bit easier. Again, mm-hmm. nowhere near where our parents where were at this age. Yeah, exactly. But, but better than... Fairness, okay, so realistically, did you ever expect to have the opportunities and to be where your parents were at your age? I used to. Realistically. I huh? used to until I was about 30. Okay. And the way the reason I, why I say that is because I just thought that part of the reason why I struggled was because I didn't go to college and I didn't get a good job like my mom did. It took me being about 30 realizing that even if I had done that, we can't control um, Social Security. We can't control inflation. We can't control any of that. So it took some of those things to happen for me to realize it wouldn't have mattered if I had gone back and gone to college. I'd probably, I'd be a little bit better off than I am now, but not by much. Or I was going to say, or would you, because now you'd have student loan debt. Correct. Correct. Uh, However, I will say that I could have potentially gone and so could you have. And I didn't, I knew about this when I was young and, but I didn't, I didn't take it as seriously. No, because we were still technically wards of the state, we would have gotten almost a full ride to any state school if we had filled out this paperwork correctly, I guess. I don't know. All I know is that I didn't take it seriously because I thought, oh, I could just go whenever I want. I'll go back. I'll take a gap year because I wasn't I didn't take it seriously. And then now here we are 20 some odd years later. So. Again, I don't know if I'd still have debt. I, I, I don't know. 
I I might be a little bit better off, but not by much. Mm-hmm. But it took me being about 30 years old where I was finally making decent money on my own without my husband spending it all for me to realize how much everything costs. Because I didn't know prior to that I was married, my husband spent all of our money on weed. I didn't know that we still were going to be struggling if he didn't spend the money on weed because we never had the money to spend. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, so, I get like, that. So, like, it took me leaving him and being on my own and not having any sort of state assistance for me to realize just how ungodly expensive everything was, just how much money I was bringing in and how much I could budget for certain things before I realized, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know that I would have been any better off or be See, any better than my parents were. Realistically speaking, um, I never really thought about it, obviously. Until I had to, and I was, you know, 18, 19 years old. And about 20 is when I realized I'm not going to have anything near what our parents did, or in my case, our grandma did. Um, She got very lucky in some things, and she also was very smart about other things um the fact like that she got grandpa's pension or part of Ex- his pension and the divorce you don't even get that anymore there's no pensions to get anymore because nobody even well offers he worked usually. for he worked for the u.s post office well yeah and apparently someone like tried to shame her into like why do you think that you deserve that and grandma being the badass bitch that she was <laughs> She's like, if it weren't for me, he wouldn't have even had that pension. He would have lost his job several times over. So I deserve that. And grandma was a stay-at-home mom. She was at home taking care of the kids in the house and was doing side hustles all the time to bring home money. So him being gone and leaving her at home meant that he was able to be gone. So she contributed to that, too. And they were together for – they were married for how many years? Like – All of the kids were grown. All of the grandbabies were born by the time they got divorced. So, like, yeah, it's not like they were only married for a couple of years and she thought that she was entitled to half of everything, even though, you know. But you're right. He was an alcoholic. He was not a decent person. Yeah. And would have potentially lost his job ten times over. But you're right. I... I would have probably figured it out that age, too, but I got married so young and was dealing with, like, my husband's inability to budget that Mm. I wasn't able to see past that to realize that it didn't matter how much money we had. We were still going to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I definitely get that. I just – I don't know. Existential dread set in for me a lot earlier, I feel like, than most other people our age. Yeah. Um, and I think that was honestly, that was partially like depression and the like childhood trauma we experienced that I was like, what's the point? You know, where you almost like give up, not, not like give up, give up, but you're like, no matter how hard I try, it's, it's why well, bust be a my struggle, ass so I might be well miserable just to struggle just as much as I do now. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think, I feel like I, realize that a little sooner than some people probably because so. you didn't have the kids and you still struggled 
You exactly. know, a lot of people think it's, oh, once the kids move on, I won't have to do this. And 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 on some level, they're right. I cannot wait for the day where <laughs> I'm not paying $700 a month in insurance for everybody. And it's just me and my mm-hmm. husband. Do you know how much money that would save? Like, obviously, mm-hmm. but that's so far down the road that it's like I can't even bank on that because I don't know what the yeah. government or the it, the the market's going to be like then. So, like, exactly. Yeah. I think that, yeah, you probably figured it out sooner because you didn't have all these other things that were taking your money that you could probably go, oh, well, when I'm done with this or when I'm done with that, like, you just knew that this is how it was always going to be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So might as well enjoy the life you have because you're going to struggle either way. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And someone someone else actually put out there um, a very good quote, and I think that anybody should like pay attention to it and it's pick your heart yeah being married's hard getting divorced is hard pick your heart what's gonna make you happier see that's so funny because my husband and i were talking the other day and i was like i don't think hard is the right word to use for marriage because i don't feel like it's hard there are days when my husband drives me absolutely nuts because we're two different people Okay, let's just Absolutely. be real. You and I, there are days where you drive me fucking nuts. We're sisters. We share blood. That doesn't mean you don't annoy me some well, days. Well, we think. And vice versa. <laughs> yeah, we think. There's, there, it could be questionable. <laughs> but, like, we still love each other and vice versa. I don't think that using the word hard for me, I don't I don't like using that for marriage. Because I feel well, like that's, that's fine. there's challenges. There's okay, always so going to be struggle. days. So, there, yeah, there's always going to be days where you have to, like... I, there are days where I'm annoyed as hell at my job, but I still go because it pays yep. my bills and I do – I actually do enjoy my job. Um, but if your marriage is hard all the time, there's something wrong. Well, because yeah. Because my marriage is not hard. There are days where it is more difficult than others to have the patience to deal with my husband's sense of humor because it's Fair. obnoxious. Um, yep. There are days where it is a little more difficult to have the patience to not just like want to be like, you all take care of yourself. I'm done. But my marriage itself is not hard. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense because okay. I I agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. We get along. There are days. Yeah, there are days when it's a struggle for me to have patience. Exactly. But and, I feel and really like it's that way at work. To. It's that way with your friends. It's that way with your family. It's that way with everybody. If it's hard and it's more hard than easy, then you have issues. Have Prior to having married my current husband, being married to my ex-husband, that was hard. And I had to decide, did I want the rest of my life to be this uphill battle the rest of my life where the uphill battle never plateaued and came down? Like, it was always going to be a struggle. But that's where the pick your heart comes in, is because is it harder to stay married or is it harder to get divorced? And which one are you willing to work with? Correct. And if it's hard, generally it's going to be easier to get, I don't want to say divorced. I'm not condoning divorce. I would not wish it on my worst enemy. It is difficult. Um, But but it was easier for your mental health. It was easier to be a single mom and only have to take care of me and my two kids and only be and only have to worry about where I was bringing in money and the bills I needed to pay and not somebody else. 
Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that a lot of people are like, why why is it easier for a woman to be a single parent than to be a married single parent? Because and there's... I think, and, and this is my opinion from somebody that does not have children, I think it's easier when you know that I can't, I, I, I have nobody to rely on. Whereas if you're married to somebody and you are essentially pulling all the weight, you, your desire is there for that other person to meet you halfway. And when you're not getting it, it's, take, it's that much more mentally taxing. I think you're right when you say that it's like only you you can rely on. But I think the other factor, and that is, is if you're married to somebody who's not meeting you halfway, it's an unknown component. You have no exactly. idea on a daily basis what that extra component is going to do and how it's going to affect you. And so the unknown makes it so difficult. I don't want to say to plan because not everybody likes to plan, but it makes it so difficult to work through because you're just not quite sure. Um, but what if it's just you and just your kids or whatever? Yes, there's always unknown components, work, other people, blah, blah, blah. But if if in that little nuclear of you and your two kids, you can you know this. I know that I know my kid needs to go to bed at this time and I know how much money I'm bringing in here and I know my, how much this kid eats. And I don't have to worry about this, this unknown factor that is. Um, is is unreliable mm -hmm. you know that added stress mm -hmm. makes it so much more difficult it was so much easier for me to just be stressed about what i needed to do than it was for me to try to figure out both because i couldn't exactly. ever focus on what i needed to do when i was too busy trying to fucking figure out how to get this grown-ass boy over here to act like a husband and a man that's not my responsibility, but it, it's natural for us women to try to fix people. And I can't fix somebody who doesn't want to be fixed. I cannot exactly. fix somebody who wants to maintain the lifestyle they have. That's great. Go do you then. And then I'm exactly. going to go do me and we can be separate and do our own thing. And we can have our own individual struggles and not have to take on anybody else's. Absolutely. I agree. You, you have to be in the right percent. frame of mind to take on somebody else's struggles and be willing to work through them with them. Not that I wasn't, but some of those struggles that, that my ex-husband dealt with were struggles that he brought on himself and I was not willing to work through with him because I don't feel bad for you when you keep making the same mistake over and over again. Like, yeah. how many times are you going to fucking run into so a wall before like you this, figure out? I feel like this topic actually should be like its own topic and we should like... We should Absolutely. actually do a whole episode on, on this. I agree, but that's what I'm saying is, like, when it comes to, like, where we are right now in our lives, I – these unknown variables over here I had to get rid of. I had to know my variables. Absolutely. I had to know – Obviously, like, things can change. Yeah, I absolutely. don't – I – up until – yeah, up until I really became a single mom, I really did still have that hope and dream that I could attain – a lifestyle that my parents had. Yeah. Because it was I mean, still that something sense. that seemed attainable until I was on my own and I was paying my own bills and not having to recoup uh, what was being lost over here for mm. me to realize Mentally that that, as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it not took me that to realize I was never going to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am I mean, a lot further than I thought I would be. I'll give myself that. I have worked my ass off for the last 13 years since I divorced my ex-husband to get where I am. 
And I still continue to hustle and work my ass off. Um, yep. But it's disappointing because I would love to have that life where you could live on one income. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I, I, I wish it's sad yeah. that American dream it, it, is it really so is. unattainable. And unfortunately I feel like there's too many people living the quote unquote American dream that are so leveraged on credit that how stressful their might, their life is mm -hmm. being living way beyond their means. Yeah. But it's almost not no, their I'd... fault because, like, who do you blame for 7% yeah. interest rates and, and inflation? Like, I, you know, it's sad. Yeah. But, no, it, it, I, yeah. I don't think I'll ever get that. I, I lost it a little bit later than you, but that's because I had to go through my marriage and my divorce and be on my own for me to realize since I was the only responsible one in that moment because I was just my the sole provider that – it wouldn't matter if I had two incomes. It wasn't going to, unless I married rich, which, I mean, my husband is not rich. I know a lot of people like to think I'm a gold digger because I married into a affluent family. He and I work our butts off for what we have. We yeah. do not get help from anybody. We do not yeah. get handouts. <laughs> I work two jobs. Like, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I agree. But I agree. I think that should be a topic that we use. Um, and here's the thing, guys. Um, I know that we've said give us some topics, and you guys have done that a little bit. Um, but I want to make this a little bit more deep and and meaningful, so that when we walk away from these, we've we've gotten something from of it from it from of it. See, learning how to talk English is what we can get from it. Um, <laughs> So really, I would love for the next couple of weeks for you guys all to do some like soul searching and really give us some good ideas and topics of things that you struggle with on a daily basis that you deal with. Um, I have a girlfriend who is dating a guy and um, he's going through a divorce and she is semi quasi stepmom. I'm curious how that works for her being the stepmom. Oh, that would be a good... I was going to say that might be a good uh, uh, guest episode. Yeah, because I do. came in as a stepmom, but I had my own kids. She does yeah. not. And so um, I'm really curious about some of these everyday, and they're not necessarily controversial, but they're everyday things that people deal with. Mm -hmm. um, so please, guys, like really like dig deep, do some soul searching and think of some things that you deal with. Like, obviously, we're all struggling with inflation. We're all struggling with paying our bills and making ends meet. We're all struggling with that American maybe dream. On those, maybe on those struggles, you can tell us what, one, what has kept hope alive for you. Yeah. Two, how are you? Getting are, are you sacrificing certain things yeah. to, to make the minimum? Yeah. What, what, do you, what does it and look I like for like you? And I feel like each person has something individual that... That keeps them from attaining that, whether that be student loans, um, no education, uh, poverty, um, divorce. Everybody has something that is like their biggest crutch that's keeping them from being able to attain that American dream. And again, outside of inflation, outside of insane interest rates, obviously we cannot control those Control those to the best of our ability. Um so what are some other things that are contributing factors to that? And not just struggling for the American dream, but just everyday life. This mm -hmm. 
this late onset ADHD anxiety that we're seeing a lot of millennials being diagnosed with that, um, whether they've had it their whole life and it just was misdiagnosed or if it's because of all these added stresses, if they're being diagnosed now, there's so many things that I've been watching lately that are like, wow. So I kind of, this is where I'm coming from is, is reforming this podcast as yes, we're bitch and siblings and it's been kind of fun and lighthearted. But maybe now it's time that we do this bitch and siblings on some real bitch and on some things that are real life yeah. issues and how are you getting through it? What are some piece of ad- pieces of advice or what are some things that have worked for you or not worked for you? So please do some soul searching, guys, and give us uh, – send us some emails. Send us, send us some text messages, voicemails of, of these things. We really want – I – I don't know about Amy. I really want to bring on more people. And hear what I, other I people have to idea. say. I don't want it to just be us anymore. I think it's great. But I think if we're going to really kind of like delve into like bitching, I want to bring in other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I dig it. I dig it. Right? I dig it. I think it's just really it. – and it doesn't have to be controversial. We all have different no. opinions. I, again, still kind of want to stay away from religion um, and politics. Obviously, we all feel a certain way right now about, like I said, inflation and, and where the government is. Um, I don't want this to become a Democrat or Republican thing. Um, exactly. Because I, I – it, it can, it can I be – you can touch on – yeah. You can touch on politics without being divisive. Right. I respect and appreciate everybody's opinion and where they come from. It, um, but I don't, I don't want people to not listen because they feel like we're swaying one way over the other because really that's Absolutely. not what I'm attempting to do. I want this to be an everybody podcast. Like everybody can walk away from it having learned something or discovered something new. Um, yeah. That's kind of where I want to go with this. I don't know about you, Ames. I, I love that idea. So I, I really great. want me and Amy, great. we need to buckle down and have some conversations. But I really want more of your guys's input on on this. And I'm going to hope to share the shit out of this episode. I really suck at that. Um, just so that we can really get it out there and really push this this need for making this more of a uh, uplifting but learning. I like it. Podcast. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, so guys, with that, email us. Everything Jenny just said. Everything, everything. Uh Jenny and Amy Podcast at gmail.com. That's G-I-N-N-Y-A-N-D-A-M-Y podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Instagram at Bitch and Siblings. I promise I will. That is one of my goals this next year is to get better <laughs> at posting on that, uh, that Instagram. I'm going to start setting a reminder, and if it's it's not updated by Jenny, I will update it. I was going to say, I have a reminder, and then I snooze it, and then after a while, it just goes away. I've just got it. I need to find a different day to do it, because I do it on Mondays or Tuesdays, because mm. our episodes post on Wednesdays, right? Yes. Yes. So I do it on Tuesday, but I'm usually super busy, so I think I need to do it on Sunday. But anyways, Amy, where okay. else can they reach us? They can also um, shoot us messages on our videos on YouTube. That's uh, Bitch and Siblings channel. And you can also reach us on our Google phone. It is 785-538-9128. Guys, it's going to be a while before you hear from us because I really do want us to come. When we come back, I want it to be fucking fantastic. So Absolutely. Um, and help us make it fucking fantastic. Yeah. So... I hope that you all had, because this will be after Christmas, a fantastic Christmas. I really hope that everybody's new year is is 
everything you needed to be. Um, While being safe. And I hope that every one of you continue busting ass to just survive and hope that that eventually turns into thriving for you. Um, and I really hope that in the following year, me and Amy can help in that in that journey for whatever journey you're on. I love it. Well, that's it, guys. We will see you next year. Next year, everybody. And I'm serious. Send us shit. If it's going to take, if it means that we're not online for a couple of weeks, a month even, if it means we're going to like, we're going to come back with this with some, some badass shit. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. Have a safe and wonderful, enjoyable new year. Yes. Bye. Bye.